Sunny 16 presents. Hello and welcome to yet another late episode of Brainstorm because lateness is an integral part of my personality. <laughs> you sound like um, like a sexy late night talk show host. I am. But I actually do have a cold, but it's not COVID. I do a COVID test every day before work. And it's not, I've had this cold for two weeks now. It's a retro hipster vintage cold. <laughs> To go with the aesthetic of being a hipster film shooter, using vintage things in a new way. I'm using my cold in a new way for my late sexy <laughs> podcast. Okay. Hey guys, welcome back to Grainsplaining. Um, Alex and I are actually recording this episode in person for the first time, which is really exciting. But we haven't quite figured out the mic, so we're both literally staring into each other's eyes about like three centimeters between us it's very intense but um we're enjoying the eye contact so far it's almost snogging (laughs) it literally is like it looks like we're about to lean in for a kiss we're in a nice dimly lit room (laughs) my bedroom actually it's kind of atmospheric (laughs) we're on a nice soft rug um so (laughs) It's about half past ten in the evening. We have just shot some beautiful photos for the feed because visuals are key to the podcasting world, as we all know. They are actually sick, though. They're so good, and I use my new 3D camera. Yeah, I can't wait to see how those turned out. Um, And yeah, we thought, as we're together, we should record something in person. So, as always, we'll start with... We're just going to do one quick fire question today, our favourite one. What would you do if you were a man today, Alex? Well, me and Emma were discussing this before we started recording. um, And she really only had one thing to say, and it's true. We just had a really delicious meal of spaghetti bolognese. Mm -hmm. The meal was you know, split gender-wise with three girls and two men. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) We got the spaghetti bolognese and one man, of which I shan't be naming names, said, wow, that's a lot. Finished it. Delicious. Enjoyed it. Not even full. Room for pudding. Turns around and goes, bloody hell, you've done well. Sorry, what? (laughs) He was shocked and surprised that I'd finished my portion. If I was a man, I could have eaten that portion. Nobody would have said anything. Yeah. I feel like people say way more like, oh, he's a growing lad. Like, he needs that food. Like, girls need energy and sustenance too. I'm from Yorkshire. I have big portions. I want to... You know, I had mountains and mountains of food... And I enjoyed it. And I don't want a man making little comments about me eating it. Because I enjoyed it. And then ruining my fun. And you shouldn't actually ever comment on how much women eat. Because it's actually really rude. Yeah. Anyway, Emma. 
Um, if you were a man today, what would you do? So, I would age gracefully and without oh, yeah. societal pressures. Alex and I just spent like an hour putting on makeup and stuff to take photos, which I absolutely love and we look beautiful. But sometimes I just resent that I'll open my side of the bathroom cabinet and there's like a hundred different lotions and potions and then my boyfriend's side he's got like toothpaste and that's about it. And I feel like men in Hollywood and in the industry can just age and get wrinkly, but a girl gets one wrinkle and she's like past it. Yeah. Do you know what annoys me though? Like I actually buy um prescription tretinoin on the black market because I'm so afraid of aging. So I literally have to buy them in an underground world. Yeah. Just because I don't want to be old. I mm. want everyone to still fancy me. Yeah. But I wonder if society didn't tell you that, if it, like, would be okay. Yeah, it like, would be. A man gets old and he's, like, rugged and handsome and a silver Women fox. after 25, we're gone. We've yeah. had it. Past the prime. Yeah. So. I was going to get into something a bit more aggressive then, but we'll keep it light today. Yeah, keep it light and breezy. Um. So, yeah, I would age. I would just age and not worry about it. Um, anyway, moving swiftly on. Uh, so we thought it was a while ago, about a month ago now. No, maybe three weeks. Um, we wanted to talk about the photography show. Alex and I both went. I was there for the full weekend and Tuesday extravaganza. Alex blessed us with her presence on Sunday and did two amazing talks. So we just wanted to talk about the show and how we found it. It was my first time going, but you've been once before. Right? Yeah, that was my second time. So that that was your second time, and yeah. how was it? How was it compared to last time as well? Um, I have to say I didn't enjoy it as much this time as last time. I'm mm. sorry. I'm sorry. I think there's a few things to that, though. Like, if I may move the microphone close to myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I think the first thing is that on my first time... It was like, I was like mesmerised because obviously I'd never been anywhere that was like that and had all of like my special interests, like all my, everything I loved. Sorry, I'm just posing for a picture. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, I was really excited the first time I went because I was like mesmerised. Uh, I also got to meet loads of people that I hadn't met last time. So I was really excited about that. And then like the biggest thing was that Last time the show was organised by someone called Sophie Gill, who supported me so much up to the show. Like, she, um, like, looked after me in the show. Her mum came to my talk. She came to my talk. And I just, like, really like her and, like, bonded well with her. But she moved to work somewhere else. And it was run by a new person who, I'm not saying it's, like, there's anything bad about her, but it's just I didn't have that connection with her so I felt a bit more on my own and, and I just as well organized in some places no for you. so like I think the biggest problem for me was that um I can't deal with like sudden change um and like my talk my second talk the time had changed and the stage had changed but no one told me so my mum was just looking around the show and was like oh you're on this stage at a completely different time and obviously I went into like a massive meltdown because yeah. of that like, I don't even know if I saw you. Did I see you before that happened? Yeah, you saw me 
literally I think you just found that out and you were just a bit thrown and I was like annoyed for you like you've got someone coming to speak who you know is autistic who's um speaking about her autism and also it's just common courtesy like how can you not tell a speaker yeah. that the stage has changed it was just I don't even annoying. remember it like I don't even remember any of that I kind of blacked out because I just felt yeah so you I can't your posse around you calming you down yeah because it's actually really bad like in shows and stuff like that where I talk I actually do have to have an entourage of like five people I'm not even kidding because like how many people I had like four people with me and it's yeah. so hard because like I can't they all kind of like move into action of like disaster mitigation <laughs> or like collateral mitigation to try and like minimize the explosion that's about to happen um so yeah that happened so that was really hard for me and I like nearly did I nearly didn't do it I was like sat in the back room with my mum for like 25 minutes with my mum like doing her thing where she's like getting me out of it and like convincing me to calm down um but I did you did really I did get over it which is hard because I was in midst of a meltdown and melt if anyone who's autistic is listening or knows autistic people like meltdowns are not easy to come out of um so that was hard and then I like it's also different because I'm working a lot more now than I was last year so like last year I was freelancing and whilst I I found that really hard because there's no certain income it meant I could work on my own terms so I wasn't as tired like I am absolutely fucking exhausted like so tired so like I work like 13 hours a day and then to like every day and then go and do that I'm just so tired uh and I've actually found it really difficult recently talking about autism which is a bit weird because it's like my whole career is based around that but like I don't know I find that it puts me back like especially when I'm talking about my story I know that it does a lot of people good because it people can see someone like them but actually, for me, it takes me, like, two weeks to come out of that space again, like, from school and stuff. And then, like, talking about things, it just puts me back there. So I had, like, a really bad meltdown two days afterwards because I just couldn't get out of the space of talking about that and it puts me back there. So uh, I found that really difficult. Like, it made me really back in a meltdown so I'm having a break from talking about those things anymore because it makes me too sad it makes me too scared but the best thing about it for sure was that there was loads of people that came and spoke to me after yeah Alex literally had a queue of people with gifts and yeah. everything like everyone was so excited to meet you yeah that was nice but like I feel a bit guilty because I feel like I wasn't my normal self which was sad because like so many people were I was really excited to meet everyone but then I feel like I wasn't myself because I had had a bit of a stressful day so if I did meet you and I wasn't what you thought that was probably because I'm just too stressed that day I'm actually usually not as weird as that but yeah I did enjoy it and I really enjoyed meeting everyone after and then like so many autistic people came and said that they resonated with what I was saying, which is the best thing, for sure. Yeah. You did so well. I went to 
Alex's first talk because she did two and I just caught the end of the second one because I was working on the analog wonderland stall but you just looked so comfortable and like in your element on stage and seeing you talk about something you're so passionate about and just hearing your story like I was I was literally like a proud stage mom just so so it was so amazing to see you up there and I completely get you wanting to take a step back from it because it's a lot you're talking about or a lot of the stuff that's quite almost traumatic from your past and you've come such a long way from that so to put yourself back in that headspace I can completely see how that's draining and then as well because Alex's story is so inspiring she had lots of people come up to her at the end that were also telling Alex about their awful experiences or difficulty they've had coping with autism and Alex is then absorbing all of that as well on top of her own feelings so I think it's important that we acknowledge that when we're talking to Alex or anyone with a similar story to Alex. It's really hard, I think, because people instinctively want to share. Yeah. And, like, I I love it when people come up to me and tell and share something with me. But sometimes I don't know how to respond to that. Um, I don't know what to say. Yeah. And I get overwhelmed. Mm. And it's, it's quite deep stuff to talk yeah. about. I remember... Um, this other podcast I listen to called Laid Bare and it's basically a sex positive podcast and they just talk about sex all the time and it's amazing but this girl on the podcast is like just because I talk about sex all the time and I'm super open about it doesn't give everyone the sort of right to just come and talk to me about sex and obviously autism is a different thing yeah. but just because Alex has openly talked about it in the past for you to just dive straight into that conversation that's quite deep and quite heavy it's a lot yeah sometimes it is but it's positive you did really well I think your story would have helped and inspired lots of people um you're absolutely in your element on stage and just look so confident and it's crazy thinking that a year ago that was like the first time you'd done a talk like that and now Alex has literally been paid to do talks and does them quite frequently which is amazing but right now i'm having a break that's okay let's talk about something else okay but alex did really well and i'm really proud of her um it was just a lot um so i was there with analog wonderland the weekend i was with paul and karen it was my first time at the show i think karen's first time as well i absolutely loved it um it was a very intense experience like very full-on from the second the doors open but there was just so much to see it was so fun being around all the film community like all the different stores and I was saying to some people I think because film was sort of almost wiped out if you put it that way compared to digital like all the film community have really stuck together and made friends like we literally knew everybody around us and then at the end the whole group goes to the pub and just has like this fun night whereas with digital it was obviously a lot more commercial and kind of competitive so that part of film is just so nice that you've got that support system um we were near Patterson and Ilford uh, Emma was worked to the bone. She was literally <laughs> working so hard. It was actually making me think 
This is almost unethical. <laughs> like it was actually, it was actually unnerving to watch. Yeah, Alex is going to have strong words with Paul and Karen soon. Um, but it was so fun. It was so fun to meet people. Interesting to meet people that weren't just film shooters that shot digital as well, and getting their sort of thoughts and on diving into film again or maybe it was their first time the night at the end was really fun we all went to the pub sunny 16 and all those guys Come were on, there Emma, let's get into something more grain splainy oh i'm enjoying it but i've got a question for you okay wait did you have any rude customers um a few not like rude rude but I think some people who hadn't shot film before or for a while when you told them the prices were just absolutely shocked and yeah. you know no, I get that. going oh that's ridiculous isn't it don't you think that's ridiculous and it's like what do you want me to say like this is the company I represent and work for I'm not gonna stand there and say yes it is ridiculous I agree and like walk off the store yeah, but like analog wonderland don't set the prices yeah and it's Kodak, it's beyond our control I was like, I'm not, I'm not forcing you to buy the film, but it'd be nice if you would. And, and then it's frustrating when they don't really give you a chance to explain like some of the reasons behind it. They just think it's extortion. And I think the differences as well, like a lot of the film stands as small businesses, mm-hmm. and people are going to them expecting them to put like trade show prices on, like all the big camera brands can do, but we're not on the same scale as like Nikon or Canon so you can't really expect that um so I, I guess prices was the main thing but everyone in general was just like really really lovely there were a few men that had like hairy noses <laughs> I was really really confused and shocked about like I knew men got hairy nostrils but like literally the bridge of their nose had like spiky hair on didn't you say that some people had halitosis extreme? Like extreme what, halitosis? What's halitosis? Horrible breath smell. Oh, yeah, no, that was some bad breath. And, like, it was a small stool. I couldn't get much distance. Do you know what I find when people have, like, the most rancid breath I've ever, ever smelled? You move away, they actually come close to you. Yeah. I hate that. Yeah, that was difficult. I saw you put a story on about that. Yeah, there was one I remember just, and I was like, was oh. I think so. I was, oh, yeah, that was quite foul. But it was a really fun experience. It was good to see uh, quite a mix of um, men and women as well. I wasn't sure how that would be, but it was it was a pretty good divide. Um, I recorded a few talks with Alex while we were there and some other people, but I don't know what the sound's going to be like, so I'll try and drop those in. Hey guys, Emma here. Just wanted to let you know about the little chats I got with people at the show. Uh, Excuse the awful audio. Excuse how drunk and um, scratchy my voice sounds at the end. But here we have... A little clip of one of Alex's talks. Uh, I then talked to Alex about how this, her talk went. Then I speak to Naomi from Intrepid Cameras. They make these awesome large format cameras. And then Michelle, the wonderful Michelle from Ilford. So a few little talks I managed to grab on the day and I hope you enjoy. Uh, 
on location stage because I'm really nervous about that one. Um, so basically, uh, hi, I'm Alex. Um, I'm an autistic film photographer. Um, I live in Harrogate, but I've just recently moved to London to start my new job. Um, and I mainly focus on like portraiture and social documentary. And I think that's because being autistic, I've never really understood people. So um, I feel like a camera is a way of connecting me to people in a way that maybe in normal life I'm not able to do. Um, Hello, I'm here with Alex <laughs> Um We're at the photography show at the Analog Wait, Wonderland. Alex yeah. I'm half of the, <laughs> the superstar. Alex Heron. Um, so you didn't even have to say my last name. No, just you're just Alex. Alex. You don't need a last name. Um, Alex has done not one, but two incredible talks today. And they both went really well. She had fans queuing up afterwards with bloody gifts for her and words of love and admiration emma's fuming i am fuming because my instagram friend chris made me a grain splaining um film holder and emma didn't get one because yeah. she doesn't have as many friends as me <laughs> um <laughs> No, it was really cool. Chris, you're very talented. Yeah, and Emma would really love one of those. <laughs> uh, so how did today go, Alex? I'm very tired. It went really well because so many people came to my talk and I was literally had visions of me standing there with no one there. So that yeah, was amazing. Full crowds. Like I some did. Some of the biggest crowds I've seen. I loved it. I love, like, I really loved it. I find that I find the things I talk about really hard to talk about, though. The like, questions are really nice as well that you got. Yeah. I just find like talking about thing, those things triggers me a bit, but I love it at the same time. So Alex's first talk was about her breath project and her second one was just sort of about... About how I got into photography and how photography has helped me with my autism. Yeah, they were both really sweet and like quite moving. Actually. Were you nearly in tears? I was just like, I'm so proud. Like, she I'm was so nearly in tears. She actually was. Oh, it's there's so your family from. over there. On the Mamma Mia stage. Yeah, I called her yeah, that earlier. I was like, it's so nice Alex has an, her entourage with her. Your mum just rolled her eyes. <laughs> yeah, she's sick of me. I want a snack. I've got some fruit pastels. No, that's not big enough. Um, Emma, do you want to go take a picture on the Instax? Yeah. Um, so that was all really... <laughs> we're both quite tired. I've been selling film all day. Um, if I was on The Apprentice, I would have won all the challenges. I've worked to the bone, I'm not even kidding. Uh, but it's been fun, it's, it's been real, guys. Okay, bye. So I'm with Naomi from Intrepid Cameras, and uh, we were just talking about some of the um, lovely customers we've served today. <laughs> Naomi, do you want to repeat what you just said? Um, hello, it was a good show. It was definitely a good show. Um, definitely a, f- a few like a vaguely misogynistic moments um, I had a nice conversation with someone when I was talking about my like personal photography and um, I said that I shoot a lot of medium format and large format and mentioned the uh, shooting a Mamiya 6.7 or, and a Pentax 6.7 and he was like oh 
I don't consider that a lady's camera and I was like why not he was like because it's so heavy I was like I mean I can hold it so I think that's okay it's crazy yeah I think because you guys are selling like more large format cameras that's probably even more of a uh, I don't know what the word for it is but like people don't expect women to be involved in that like if they see me but we're at Analog Wonderland we've got mainly like easy reloadable point and shoot cameras they're kind of like oh yeah maybe that's what I'd expect but large format is kind of the top of the game in terms of like technicality and you need to know things so it's good that you've got like a, a female on the stool to be like yeah. surprise them a little yeah it's, it's it's definitely like nice to surprise people I feel like in this day and age I would hope that we didn't have to still be like surprising yeah. men to be like oh I can hold a camera but um, <laughs> but yeah no no it's definitely good um, and but yeah it's just so shocking though like how can that come out of your mouth <laughs> and you think it's okay no it was just a, like a very casual conversation um, right but I guess it's good to prove people wrong and it's good to be like oh no that's I, I, I do shit with that camera and it's not weird I'm a woman and I use yeah. a medium camera um I yeah. saw more women than I thought I would see today, though, which was refreshing. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, like, a really nice mix of people, I think, like, for, for us as Intrepid, for, like, a company that produces predominantly large format cameras, you think it's going to be only old men. And, like, yeah. obviously that's, it's nice for, like, older people to be into our cameras, but we also have, like, quite a big young audience. And there yeah. was a lot of people Completely. that were, like, 16-year-olds and would like come up to the stand and be like what is this and like yeah you explain it to them and they're like wow that's amazing i really want to try it um yeah. so it's kind of like a nice balance of like old people that know exactly what you're doing and question what you're yeah. doing but then also younger people that are like really intrigued yeah so like, yeah i guess analog photography as a whole is kind of like that and actually if you look at all the stands so we're in an area called analog showcase with all the analog brands and most of the brand owners what are probably from like late 20s to early 40s that's probably the sort of demographic and i definitely think those are the people you know that's the future of film and the older men that come over and are a bit more patronizing or mainsplaining they're in the past and they'll all be gone soon (laughs) oh it's very much like um kind of like a millennial scene I guess yeah and like we we're based in Brighton which is is quite like a liberal place and like everyone at Intrepid is kind of is like under 30 and like vegetarian like the cliche like Brighton people but yeah it's it's nice to be like producing products that are quite vintage but actually appealing to like yeah, a younger got audience a modern twist on that yeah like people that have grown up in a digital age like I didn't grow up when film was around but like everyone my age is like film is amazing I want to shoot colour plus I want to get a point and shoot I want to shoot medium format yeah. it's, it's, it's really nice so the day's gone well overall yeah it's been a good day quite hectic but yeah but you'll have back up tomorrow yes good yeah thank you Max <laughs> <See> you <tomorrow. laughs> thank you so much Naomi 
So, highlights of the weekend. We've still got Tuesday to go, of course. For me, and I haven't spent a lot of time walking around. I've been on the stand because there's been loads of people to talk to. Um, I think, yeah, has to be the people. So many people, either new film shooters, people we've met on photo walks in the past, um, the She Hearts film, the Leica walk, some of the Ilford walks... People we speak to online, it's it's so good to put faces um, to some of the, the handles that we see on Twitter, on Instagram, and just the real love for analogue. Yeah, we, we went to the bar Saturday night, that's always good. Um, we sat and chatted with, with people we spoke to before, but there's also these new faces that are coming, that are bringing new products, um, like the Alpha cameras, the Kickstarter that started. The, there's other new, new products there, I think... Um, intrepid have got a new timer the it it was just the the whole vibe everybody was really friendly and we always say that about analog and analog community everybody's friendly everybody's willing to share and everybody helps each other out so yeah i'm really excited for for tuesday student day can't wait for that but so far yeah my my favorite thing is is being able to geek out with fellow analog film shooters yeah can't wait for tuesday um, I didn't see that. Who did I actually watch talk? I'm trying to think. I watched Dan Rubin's talk. I think that was it because I was having a meltdown for the whole day. Uh, so I think I only watched his talk because the rest of the time was spent crying in the back room. I bought some books and I bought a camera from Analog Wonderland. Oh yeah, and it's got the half frame camera, which is really cool. Because of cost of living crisis and all, they've made a hack for. 35 mil fill. Yeah, so you'll get double the pictures from a normal roll, which is cool. Um, I think Alex is about to fall asleep, guys. Sorry, I can't stop yawning. (laughs) It's been quite a long day. We've taken some awesome photos, though, so they'll be out soon. We're hoping to get some guests on soon, so if you have any ideas for that... Um, I've just had a long week, not yeah, gonna lie. Like, no. I literally worked like. Do you want to tell them about your week? Not really. I crashed my boss's car two times while he was say in it. it. Say I it can't. Again, Alex. I crashed my boss's car twice while he was in it. <laughs> wasn't, ex- wasn't No one was seriously harmed. No one was seriously harmed except the car a little <laughs> bit. But it's fine. It was just humiliating and emotionally tiring. It was quite funny though. It was funny, but it was like, do you know when some, like you you don't know whether you should like laugh. Like I was trying not to laugh, but it was really bad. But it was also like funny. Yeah. Because like I crashed it on the way there, and then like dropped I had home. Dro- I had to drop him back, and I was like, "Don't crash, don't crash," and I crashed on the way home. <laughs> so like, it was a lot. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway. Moving on. So, just been a bit tired. Yeah, you're working really hard, but it looks like you're learning lots and doing I a good job. I am learning loads, doing a good job except car things. Yeah. And Alex had her birthday recently. Yeah, I didn't do anything for it. But I got her a cute little notebook with GS for grain splaining. Yeah, she got me a grain splaining leather notebook with a GS ex- embossed on it yeah. and a little handbag that's like really tiny like the size of a roll of 35 mil film so you room for all the essentials i really need a wee okay alex needs a wee this is just a quick lovely filler episode and we'll be back soon with for more the juicy stuff more glorious stuff um instagram twitter at grainsplaining email help at grainsplaining.com uh, no 
email <laughs> greensplaining at gmail.com yeah at greensplaining at gmail.com um at her on shoots at emma j lloyd send underscore send us messages yeah please send us messages tell us what you want to hear from us we really need a week okay alice is a week thanks guys love you bye